This is SG Pod, a Stargate podcast. Yeah, this one, this one, this one seems like it would be difficult because it was very, it was very jumpy. Yeah. It was just quick little scene with quick little scene. Yeah. And it was more movie like. It was more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Should we start? Should we start? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I suppose we could start. Yeah. Hey, good listeners. Welcome to SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. My name's Sarah. I am your co-host and I continue to be halfway through season 10. I don't know. I jumped to the property brothers, I guess. And <laughs> just, I don't know. I lost my place. Well, wife, swaps, where... wife swaps done, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's done. I'm watching even worse TV. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out uh, Stargate got good at some point. So actually um, I'll try not to do it, but. I will be drinking and I will perhaps have a slight Canadian accent because that's how much of Property Brothers I have been watching. Oh, okay. I found myself, I don't say house anymore. I say house, house, house. I can't even do it right now. I think I sounded Scottish. Anyways, uh, that's me. And I'm Tori, uh, your other co-host. And uh, I'm watching these one at a time. I, I, I know nothing about it. Uh, what happens after this episode? And uh, but will you know because we're going to continue this. We started this in the pandemic, and we will continue during the pandemic, and even when the pandemic or endemic maybe uh, ends, which if it's an endemic, it probably won't. No, nope. we'll have to we'll have to make that decision when we come to it. So yeah, but we're yeah. pretty sure we're going to go through the whole thing. <laughs> it could just be pandemic after pandemic, like just a new rollout every couple weeks. Every pan, time you pan think pandemic. you can start, yeah. Every time you think you can like keep your dentist appointment or get a haircut they'll roll something out <laughs> not they that sounds so like conspiracy theory i just meant something will mutate sorry go ahead uh oh no no, no. I got okay say. i'm just chilling drinking got my white claw you got my g and t oh yeah so what what do we got what are we doing this well week? um man we're getting we're getting up to the towards the end of season two um this week we got season two episode 15 the fifth race do you have alternate titles for this one tori oh uh yeah i, I got a couple of them yeah i mean you know at, at after they visit the planet i thought that it could be called uh uh, uh, Stargate, the, the Mensa anal shortcut <laughs> or Jack's quippiness does actually help the watchability of this show. Turns out <laughs> yeah. I.e. when it doesn't exist, something yeah. does feel like it's missing. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. What, what about you, Sarah? Do you think? Oh, I, okay. Yeah. Well, I've got season two, episode 15, the fifth race or no way. No alternatives, not after last week. <laughs> <laughs> or scratching our cosmic heads, which is something funny that Jack said before he stopped saying funny things. 
Oh, it was or, like his last funny thing. <laughs> yeah. Or MacGyvering and E.T. Machine. Oh. Oh. I didn't even put two and two together. He seemed he seemed like really, you know, good with like the uh, the science project he seems. That's his MacGyver yeah. coming out. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, hey, you forgot to tell us who the director was. Oh, uh, well, it's directed by David Worry Smith, uh, the workhorse, you know, uh, giving us such beautiful ones as Bane and mm. Prisoners and written by Richard Cooper who did the Torment of Tantalus episode. And so that sort of makes sense because it's got a little some ties to this episode as well. Sure. Wow. Way to have a memory for what titles go with what shows. Other than Spirits, I don't believe I'll remember very well. The Broken Divide will always be there. Oh, that's true. Yep, the- that's right. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Bro- Broken Divide, Hathor... We, we all know what's up with those episodes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Yep. You oh, hear yeah. that alarm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's right in my ear. What's um, it mean? Well, what do we do? Well, you know. Uh, MacGyver, do something. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 not, he does not respond and just oh, stares blankly. <laughs> we only have a MacGruber. That's too bad. But no, but the mountain's going to blow up. Uh, Operation mm-hmm. uh, Forest Fire or something is going to happen. So you, ha- uh, Sarah, have 24 seconds to summarize this episode. And good luck to you on that, as I say, as I, I leave out the, the escape hatch. Okay. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Jack gets face sucked by some weird alien technology that holds his head in place. That's not a cool move. And uh, then he's got a bunch of alien data in his head. And with it, he builds a machine to take him to the Asgard. And the Asgard are able to wave their hand. And they've got a little little bead on the moon, moon ring, moon palm. And they suck it back out of him. But um, it's a good contact. Contact. I mean, the buzzer came on. It was a good contact was my last word. Give me my no, that's word. good. That's good. No, no, you got yeah. it. We're saved. We're saved. Yeah. And even though I'm, I'm in this mood, I feel like I'm talking super slow and just sort of got kind of a laconic sort of attitude about everything. No, it's period. It, it, you, now, yeah, it gives you that clear lucidity, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's it, because last night I took one of the edibles that have, um, 10 milligrams of THC and 10 milligrams of CBD. Mm. When this, this episode starts on a scene, that's kind of, I don't know if it made it into what uh, we released, like what you released, what was aired, but we talked for a while about not knowing how words sound. If you've only read them. Mm, Yeah. Um, And we talked about examples and this one opens with them having a meeting and daddy's like, they're talking about these symbols they found. And, and daddy's like, do you know what the circle symbol means? And Daniel says, no, I don't even know what it sounds like. And I thought, you don't, what? That's a nonsense phrase, uh, response, nonsense response. Even non-linguists. Know yeah. That like that's you don't, a thing. you don't need to know how it sounds. <laughs> weirdo like you studied a lot of dead languages so well yeah well yeah as you say yeah they're 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 meeting and yeah they give a shout out to Ernest from the torment of tantalus yep 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 because uh yeah i wonder i wonder how that dude's doing over at yeah i wonder how that how that relation is going you know Mm -hmm. 
probably not. I mean, probably weird, right? I, I, she's, <laughs> he's like got the emotional mental development of however, however old he was when he went through and she's got significantly more on him. I, I think we landed a long time ago on, he's probably living in like a, like a, like a house out in the backyard, <laughs> you know, like a garden house and like, and yeah. I, I bet her servants have a lot to say about him. That's right. I forgot. She's like old school, rich, old school, rich. Yeah. 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 But yeah, but yeah, like they, it cor- like one, one, they found this thing that corresponds to one of the four languages they found on that planet. Daniel's trying to explain it to him, but. Like they're all like, yeah, keep it going. We get it. Mm-hmm. We read the mm-hmm. report. Just get on with it. What are you saying? Get get to the good part. And uh, well, what we learned, uh, Daniel thinks the Asgard is one of the four races. Well, he points all this out, and well, yeah, and 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 they're like, well, you know, with this new matching inscription, uh, they could be an ally to us. That's what Daniel says, and and it's lovely because he's showing his acute superpower of advanced mix and match game. So that's pretty much <laughs> his best quality. Right. I know. And they decide they better go to the planet where this is from to check it out. And I'm like, Hey, 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 hey. Daniel did a very good research sciencey job, but it doesn't mean he should be the first one among the first people to go out on this mission. Still, <laughs> still dealing with that. Might be dealing with it the, this entire for the next five years. And everyone's going to hate me because apparently Michael Shanks is so popular. They're going to like, he's tapped to do the whole new show. Yeah. No. Just like, to be clear, we don't, we don't hate Michael Shanks. No. Or, I just think Daniel. Or, we just, there's some <laughs> logistical things, strategic uh, things, a little strange. That's all. Look, I stay, I couldn't be more clear how I feel about James Spader. And I didn't even <laughs> like him playing Daniel. So. <laughs> I said some pretty graphic things about a current day James Spader. All right. Well, yeah. So yeah, they they roll to the planet. They get in there, and it's uh, it's in a room with no exit. Yeah. It's like a room with like a bad paint texture on the wall. And Jack is being such a dickhead. He's like, "Oh, smooth move, XX at Daniel. Like, who? We came all the way for this. Um, so do you want to get the fuck out of here? Do you want to keep uh, standing here scratching our cosmic heads?" <laughs> Which I thought I had to rewind it. I was like, what did he say? <laughs> he did a good delivery. It made you think like, did he just say a naughty? But he didn't. And, uh, but then I don't know, a good way. Like if you're in a weird foreign place, like another planet in a weird, creepy, can't get out of your room. And there's one ring of light on the floor. Yeah. Do you walk through that? <laughs> if you're especially like imagine not just being you being special forces do you walk through that i don't think you fucking do it was well marked well yeah marked. yeah well yeah well yeah he 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 walks into it and then something sort of like appears on a wall it looks like a really disgusting flower <laughs> horror flower that's a good episode yeah, the, for the show. Yeah, the, it's the, the horror it, flower. The horror flower. Yeah. Probably better than Mensa anus. <laughs> I how about the Asgard sure like messy stucco? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. Like Tilk Teal, looks at it for a, looks inside it for a second, doesn't see much. O'Neill does the same thing. I want to try. 
and it's like a it's a rave in there. It's just there's some sort of party going on. Some kind of party happening. Well, and, and then and then yeah, as you say, uh, the, the 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 flower opens up. Yep, blossoms a little bit, and then it like blooms a little bit more and protrudes further, and Jack moves just far enough out of its way. Like again, with the training, wouldn't he? Shouldn't he have jumped really far away from it and maybe even raised his weapon? Brought up his gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but nope. He just sort of like, whoa, oh my, oh my. <laughs> and then, um, like I said, it does it does the unfriendly maneuver of grab the back of his head. Yeah, yeah. And and you notice that as as that's happening, like they cut to the to cut to the gang and they're just watching it. They're just watching this mm-hmm. happen. None of even Till, he's just pull, like, yeah, hmm. Silk and Carter should be equipped to pull up their weapon. But again, they like to watch and they're just like, and Daniel, of course, is like, I hate consent. This well, is he, he's still yelling at the air being like, hello, hello. We're, we're from Earth. We're from oh Earth. God. He must be so sad that he's busy, busy yelling at the air and he missed the non-consensual head grab because <laughs> he loves that shit. I love alien technology. (laughs) So non-consensual. Because it's so funny because it literally like the flower that wrapped around his head, it turned into like hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut the back of his head. Man, this is clearly some showtime stuff. It's kind of like it's kind of like that episode with where they go into the VR, you know, the chairs, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot. of Yeah, there's a lot of just technology that's just going to do its thing. No matter you don't you don't have to press on. It's nope. it's on mm-hmm. and waiting. <laughs> yeah, you got, you should stand back from it. And... <laughs> but so it lets go of him mm-hmm. and he's like catatonic. Yeah, I will say. And then Sam's like, Daniel, dial home. And I do appreciate that they always make it clear that Sam's second in command because there's some, some gender issues at times on this show. And I like that. They always make it clear that there's never like a question of is Sam the, the captain mm-hmm, mm-hmm, who's second in command. Although Tori, it made me wonder who do you think is third in command? Is it the, wow. The, that's a, that's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Or is it, is it a tie for fourth place? <laughs> <laughs> Because they they go with Tilk because of his expertise, but yeah, they might tactical. go to Daniel just because he's American. Yeah, yeah, and and white. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe might, that might come up later. We cut to credits and then come back to. Uh, the- <gasps> what do we come back to? Like the first shot is amazing, oh, I right, love Tori? It. I love it. I love it. We got Doctor mm. Fraser there. Um, checking out O'Neill. Uh, they got back to the gate. She's like, I can't find anything physically wrong with him. And I'm like, okay, then um, definitely there's a problem because she can never find that. And I don't, I mean, I know that, you know, you're in love with her, but maybe now that she has short hair, you can deal with me saying that, um, yeah, maybe she's not great at her job because she can never find <laughs> anything physically wrong with people who clearly fucking have something physically wrong with them. Well, she has super some strengths. She she mm-hmm. she thinks she thinks quickly on her feet. You know, yeah. uh, her ER training is on point. Okay, but diagnoses. That's the- I mean, part of ER training, part of doing good ER work, is not giving the you know wrong intervention. But yeah, no. 
hear you. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, she's like, yeah, you're fine. He's like, great. I'm fine. Uh, so we cut to a meeting with Hammond and they're just telling him what's up. And, mm-hmm. uh, O'Neill, you know, he, he seems a little, he seems a little, he's got a little distracted. He, he's got something to do after work. He wants to leave. Like he, he's just like, he can't handle any of this like chatter. No, but you know? he is like extra, extra sarcastic. Like he's saying all the sarcastic things in this meeting, but he's saying them with kind of a meaner edge, which I thought was funnier. just like like at everybody and um but then he starts like having a stroke and saying things like there's nothing cruvus with me (laughs) and then and everyone's like "Hmm?" daddy's just like can you stay on the base (laughs) that would be great just do me a solid and stick around we're not gonna have anybody like monitor you um you're Clearly something fucking wrong with you. Just stay on the base. Yeah. Well, yeah. And him and Daniel have a little thing of didn't, uh, didn't, I didn't, did, you did, I didn't, you did. What, what would I say? What is Cruvis? And we're like, yeah, so we we're just using context clues, yeah. <laughs> which is weird. Cause in the fifth grade, I learned how to read for context. If I didn't understand a word so I could learn the word fifth grade reading class. Well, Maybe yeah. Motherfuckers like listen for context. Well, yeah, well, yeah. So O'Neill has to stand. No, no bas- baseball game for him. He's got to. No. He's, he's got to hang out. So it turns out he's going to stay in Teal'c's apartment, even though Teal'c never was able to stay in his apartment. Oh. I guess. Oh, that's so, fun, though. That's fun. A little one-sided, but and, sure. And fun. so maybe off-screen, they were just sitting around his thing, and O'Neill was like nervous and and uh, and anxious and he was just like hey teal let's get uh, hey you know what we should do let's spar and when we spar i am going to wear i am wow i was like oh i made a noise when i made the loudest noise when i saw saw that i was just like that fucking that fucking boxing cod piece over those purple like bright red and the way he's sitting, it's over purple pants, but the way he's sitting makes it look like he just has a big red Ken dick. Yeah. Like Ken doll. I was like, why does he have to sit like that? And then I was like, who in wardrobe is he in a fight with? Because usually <laughs> like on TV and stuff, they don't have to wear those for the fighting scenes because they look silly. So, but he, I will he, he say- knew Tilk might throw down. Man, like literally, true. he's like Teal fights. Teal Teal fights dirty, <laughs> but he does rock that tank top. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, and 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 we we spend most of the time him uh, O'Neill trying to uh, explain to Teal what sparring is, which I found a little strange because as a very know. experienced warrior, I would assume that training involves movement. Yeah. That you're moving so that you're not a, a standing target. That's such a good point. But no deal saying weird shit, like you should dance. And this is pre like him just not saying English word, like, you know, English words. He's just like, yeah, dance a little, dance a little. Bend your cosars. What? Yeah. Bend your cosars. Teal took fifth grade reading because <laughs> yeah. he was like, I think you mean legs. And I was like, well, I think he means knees, but okay. Like tomato, tomato. <laughs> so, um, well, after Teal uh, lays him out with one punch, we, we cut to Daniel's <laughs> office and yeah, there's obviously something going on. Obviously he just, he, he's lost his philatus apparently. Right. 
while uh daniel gets to work uh etymologizing <laughs> uh o'neill starts reading the language inscription on his monitor and mm-hmm. uh yeah oh look o'neill's he's he's gaining powers he's reading shit saying okay. all these new words that are popping up in his frown <laughs> i started i actually laughed out loud really hard when o'neill said does anyone think this is odd when everybody's been saying you've been acting oddly and and he says do you think this is odd and i paused it to write this down lol that was really funny and then i paused i happened to pause it on teal's face when his response to jack saying is, is this odd and he's just like this is the most expressive i've ever seen him he's like the fuck yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck are you asking that what do you for? think we've been taught saying to you this for he's like really <laughs> so we get back to dr fraser trying to explain stuff to people and she starts with a really common but utterly defeated myth oh god Human beings, I'm so sorry for you, Tori. I, you must be so disappointed hey, in her. Look. She says, human, she says in a professional capacity at work as a scientist, <laughs> human beings only use 10, 5 to 10% of the functional capacity of their brain. Yeah. And I wrote this fucking myth again. It's, it's, it's all the evidences that we use, obviously, 100% of our brains. And it's like even more obvious when you think about how we, our brain, prunes unused neural pathways to make more room for connections we need more just so dumb no no uh my note for that is i hate it (laughs) specifically that dr fraser is the mouthpiece yeah i I hate it (laughs) (laughs) but apparently o'neill is using 90 percent of his brain it's lit up like a christmas tree it's crazy (laughs) Yeah, it's all red. She's got scans. And I think like the green is all the area we're not using. And it's like almost the whole brain. And then O'Neill's is like all red. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. And it's just this fantasy people have that if I could just unlock more of my brain. Well, yeah, it's all and, uh, well, especially really like the somewhere. new the new age shit, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, like meditation will unlock parts of your brain it's like well yeah. i mean maybe in some way but don't don't pull out that 10 percent shit if right if, <laughs> like, i i'm not here to talk about whether or not my brain chakra or whatever it's called is real or not i'm here to say i'm already using my whole brain am i using it effectively no no <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's using what, it maybe that's what they all mean and if they, yeah. but if they do then say, use your words yeah, they just let's just pretend that Dr. Fraser said effectively. Yeah, yeah. Or to you're using your like frond philatus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're not you're only living up to five to ten percent of your brain's potential. Well, uh, well, so Hammond's like, what well, what does this mean? And I was like, Well, daddy, that means <laughs> that we now have to treat O'Neill like he's the smartest person in the room. That's my favorite thing about this episode is smart O'Neill. And it reminds me of, um, it's like, it's called like a flower for. Oh, Algernon. Yes. Flowers for Algernon. Thank you. I cannot remember the name of it. O'Neill is Algernon, right? Or no, he's Charlie. Algernon's the rat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Charlie's the person. Yeah. 
because it's not like yeah because it's like watching someone get smart but they mm-hmm. have like uh they don't understand why they're smarter you know right and he super doesn't he's like isn't this weird <laughs> and he'll say something really smart and he'll be like nah, i don't know just shrugs the whole time i don't get it either well yeah and and yeah and at this point he's doing crazy shit like he's like he's made like this like algebraic formula in daniel's office that not even carter is like this is gibberish okay i've got some smart i have some beef with that okay okay. a couple like my beef with it is in this first scene with it carter is like oh my god it's like no it's like brilliant but it's like no math i've ever seen yeah and then later in the next scene about it, O'Neill go writes down, he can't even talk anymore. Yeah. He writes down eight equals 10. Yeah. And so she's like, and then instead of going immediately, oh, it's base eight math. She has to go to the chalkboard. We'll get one little part of it. And then she's like, oh my God, it's base eight math. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not obviously a math major. I think that's pretty obvious, but like I have known math majors and they send jokes to each other that are equations, like just an equation and laugh. And I'm like, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's a math joke. It's really hard to explain. So like, you just don't worry about it. And (laughs) you're like, Okay. <laughs> so I feel like if they can, with what I don't feel like base eight math is such a big surprise that she'd be like, it's like nothing I've ever seen. Oh, I oh, see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never mind. It's base eight. I like totally get it. Well, yeah. The whole thing. I mean, it's using like nomenclature and like symbols that we use. It's not. It's like a yeah. Yeah, because we use Latin. Oh symbols. yeah. Like I'll never forget trying to find mu in statistics. Ugh. Well, uh, yeah, like the uh, the gang's talking and Daniel's basically like, I think the that blue anus uh, downloaded a bunch of stuff into his brain. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Hammond's like, that is a big security risk because we don't know. It could, Where, it could where's O'Neill? Where's he at? <laughs> he could be a sleeper agent, right? He could be a bomb waiting to go off. He could be sabotaging everything. Well, and yeah, and they go and they find him in the control room and he's like flying crazy on the keyboards on the 486 doing some crazy shit. Right. Okay. And Hammond, daddy is just like, okay, make him stop doing that. Colonel stop doing that. And finally they pull him. He's like, I'd love to, but I can't. And so they finally, they pull him off. Okay. Until Hammond says the only thing that wouldn't be obvious, which is you are not under arrest, (laughs) which is a nice way of telling like, okay. So then he's like, what is he grounded? And then suddenly I was like, Wait, is that their air in the Air Force? Is that where grounding comes from? I always wondered you're where grounded. you're grounded. You're grounded soldier. From. Yeah. So I think I was going to be like, what is he like grounded? And I was like, oh, wait, literally, I think he's I grounded. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You go, I'm sorry. You got to go. You go to Tilk's room. You go yeah. to Tilk's room <laughs> go, now. Yeah. You can go sleep on his couch, but oh, he doesn't have one. I guess the floor. Yeah. Sleep in his candle circle. Well, yeah, well, yeah, whatever he's done to the computer, it locks everyone out. It starts shutting down the system. But Carter gets on and sees that a bunch of data is popping up about Stargates that is was is not in their database that they found on the cartouche in Abydos. This is all right, new it's shit. Like extra, it's, it's extra cartouche. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He put them in manually, apparently. Yeah. 
fast as fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it was awesome. So apparently his, his, um, knowledge from wherever it came from includes like really knowing, um, proficiency, high proficiency with a QWERTY keyboard. Oh yeah. No, I look, I, I appreciated it, you know, and good. I'm a guyver. Seems unlikely. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Cause at this point he's just, he's like distraught, you know, he's like, I'm the, I'm the, you know, and I, I get it. He's like, I'm the funny guy. Can I just keep being that please? Like, I don't like this. Also, it's a bit, I have mixed feelings, but Dr. Frazier is now wiping my ass. <laughs> and she's not very good at it either. She, she... <laughs> no. She's like, you know, you're only using like five to 10% of your of butt. <laughs> you're only using like 5% of that, of that, of that toilet paper, you know, just <laughs> a lot of wasted space there. Yeah. So then she gives us a stake. She's like, she goes, this appears to be like an incremental worsening of a problem. If it continues, well, Jack might die. So the stakes, man, that's why there's no 24 hour clock in this one. I'm surprised <laughs> that they don't find out he has 24 hours. <laughs> what do you think, like, Dr. Frazier? Well, by my best guess calculations, he has 24 hours before it becomes irreversible uh just a complete nerd i don't know before he becomes just undateable for someone like myself who is only not like pretending to be good at science <laughs> so. yeah but he does get worse like he can all, like at, the, at this point he can only speak the alien language now so for the rest of the episode uh o'neill macgyver mcgruber he, he's just silent it's just it just made me think i'm like all right what what how else can they incapacitate o'neill at this point like they've done it in like six episodes at this point yeah, in like, various ways. I would quit. <laughs> it's a tough work environment. Doesn't seem worth it, <laughs> but I will say at least finally. So they're like, we're going to have to, they want to go to a planet. Why are they going there again? I can't oh, remember. Uh, well, so there was this other planet that SG 11 found um, that has a pedestal that has some other language. Oh. From that's similar that's similar so they're like well maybe we can go there maybe they can show us what's up and yeah and finally finally as is appropriate daniel doesn't go on the mission oh well this <laughs> <laughs> well first off i well i was gonna i was like i was like carter is in charge again mm-hmm. he's incapacitated and then yeah, Daniel's like, if Jack's not going, I I can't. I'm not going. We're a dynamic duo. Like I can't yeah. be. You know, I'm I, the only one who can talk to him, man. Even though he's still writing in English, but whatever. So I'm like <laughs> happy that Daniel finally stays home. Except we don't go on the mission either. We also stay home in the mountain. But I miss Jack's quips. And at this point, I really, really wanted him to start quipping in that latinesque language oh yeah and yeah, daniel yeah. would have would be like translating it all seriously and it would just be a quip It'd be, it would yeah it would suck that yeah. would have been awesome <laughs> so that didn't happen though carter and teal with a couple of uh random red shirts yeah like a major somebody major stackman or something oh. like that yeah they, they 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 roll through the gate and then a little bit later they haven't come back they haven't they haven't made their scheduled return uh, so mm-hmm. Carter does a Zoom call, yeah, with them, and apparently they went to Australia. They did, and you know who's there to talk about it with them and be part of it? 
is glasses has turned into a real sexy guy. Oh, 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 baby face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he baby face? That's my name for him. Yeah. Stop it because that makes me seem dirty. Oh, he looks like a fully grown man. He looks like a fully grown man who I would never be like, that's a child. Grown man on me in a target. Yeah. <laughs> Look, baby face is a grown man. Baby face older than me. So. Well, yeah, but no, but this is the thing. So when they go through the gate and they're already dressed, like they're going to the outback. Yeah. Like, and, and even the, though they, the probe missed it, the probe missed how hot it would get. The probe missed that there would be a second sun. The probe ain't shit. The probes are always missing important things. <laughs> but, but the, the, the attire, the thing this mm-hmm. Carter has on. She's on a seat. And well, I found a lot of things funny. I found that her nose started blistering. And when she came back, they didn't put knee. She's not sitting there with a thick amount oh, of no, salve no, on no, her no. face. No, no. She's just letting no. it heal naturally. Yeah, like, because you know what happened is she went to see Dr. Frazier and Dr. Frazier said, I can't find anything physically wrong with her at all. She went, okay. My face sure fucking hurts. Oh, God. But if you're saying that there's no salve for that and that I shouldn't be worried, seriously worried about nose cancer. Oh, yeah. If it got hot, as hot as they apparently said it was going to, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hammond wants to send in, they're sending some like air cooler, air conditioners, like, cause they're, di- they're stuck there. The dial home device isn't working. Yeah. It's not working. Yeah. It's jammed or broken. And so they're stuck there and it's going to be 200 degrees. So daddy is sending like all these like portable AC units and tents and shelters. And Sam is like, I don't think you understand how hot it's going to get. Like none of that's going to keep us alive. And I just have a question like, why? Like it's, it's, it's his SG, it's half of his SG one and some other people like, why wouldn't he just send as many portable AC units as they could possibly fit into like a, like a yurt, a small yurt. And they all just sort of huddle around the cold. I just oh, don't believe. Oh yeah. Or you, or you like dig down into the dirt. And yeah. I it. fucking don't believe that they were just doomed. In four hours, they would be dead. Right, right. That doesn't give you a four-hour clock because they're seriously injured within that four hours, right? I, well, I, Carter's I, nose, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. She should she should be much redder. Not just her skin peeling; it it should be so much worse. But well, no, no, no. So this these supplies you're talking about, like there's this quick scene in Hammond's office with another dynamic duo that's in the house. These like two geeks. Oh, is one of them Sergeant Siler? Maybe. I, I, oh, I have no, no idea no, who they no, are. No, it's not. It, they're like from the Army Corps of Engineers or some shit. We've never seen these guys. They just show up. Nope. They're just like, oh, Sam's not here. We need some nerds. <laughs> well, I was like, wow, Daniel is now the coolest person in the room <laughs> at this point. He's fucking Fonzie compared to these two guys. <laughs> and it shows and he knows it. You can see it. let's talk about Fonzie is Fonzie cool oh oh well (laughs) I bet Daniel thinks Fonzie is like cool Mm -hmm. let's say I think Daniel thinks Scott Bayo is cool so (laughs) he's probably like Daniel loves Chachi so so wait they go into an office is it Daniel 
maybe we're, I'm skipping back to a scene I collapsed, but there's a scene where they go into an office here and there's a computer screen that they're going to look some stuff up on. But the screensaver is like the Bengals video, Walk Like an Egyptian. Oh, shit. Really? I didn't know. But oh. what it is, is like, it's like, it's like little, little Egyptian um, caricatures moving, like moving their walk like an Egyptian hands. Oh, like a little gif, like a, like a pre gif yeah. sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like a, just a screensaver and that's their screensaver. And also, screensaver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but they're, they pan to the more of the room and they've got some pilfered Egyptian artifacts. Daniel. So that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> he has a skull yeah. too. Just a skull. Yeah. yeah. Hanging out. Well, I mean, yeah, we know how Dan, D- Daniel's a little grab handy, you know? Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. In, in, in many cases. Um, yeah. Yeah. A handsy uh, motherfucker. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I no, I this yeah, this is the scene because uh they're like hanging out and O'Neill, like this entire time, O'Neill's been like gathering shit around the base. Yeah, he's he's for one, it's like he needs to do one last big MacGyver. Yeah. yeah. Like Richard Dean Anderson's like, I want to do one last really intense MacGyver. No, that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. He's got a little seventh grade science project going while Fraser's just like watching him. Yeah. It lights up. Look, it lights up when I flip. It the does switch. do a fun. Yeah. It's a little lamp. That's <laughs> and, yeah. And they're like, that's, that's great, man. What, is like, what it? else does it do? I don't know. And he can't talk. And so we it, we're like, that's great. That's great. He television. does a lot of face, face and body acting. <laughs> yeah. Shrugging. Lots of shrugging. Well, Daniel finally tells him about uh the sitch with the rest of the gang on the planet and Mm -hmm. so he he scraps that and goes and does some blueprint stuff and makes this entire huge blueprint telling everyone telling everyone to fuck off basically oh right daniel mr smarty pants daniel and fraser who's (laughs) pretending to be smart um they they're like they're like, we'll help. And he's like, yeah, you can leave. Yeah. <laughs> you idiots are in my way. It's like, he's you 10 percenters and... need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Fonzie, fuck off. Hey, take pinky Tuscadero with you. Well, yeah, but he makes this whole like blueprint thing uh, about the DHD device and basically how to fix it mm-hmm. on their end. And I was like, I was like, well, how did he write it? Are they, are they in English or did he do yeah. it like Ikea style? Just they did like Ikea beautiful, style. Beautiful graphics. Mm-hmm. Like the graphic, my favorite Ikea graphic is the one of the person who didn't um, anchor their tall furniture to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I put together so much Ikea furniture. I'm like really good at black nice, furniture. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, but like they send those blueprints through and like five seconds later, they're like, oh, like all we did was have to, we just set the blueprints on the dial home device and it worked and we're here five seconds later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vicious. I I, I had it in my head because I was like, I wonder what they're going to look like when they get back through. And mm-hmm. it literally was like three blemishes on Carter's face. That was mm-hmm. the, I mean, they look like, like the- They look like, tired. The red shirt, yeah. The, the red shirts look a little tired. Carter's a little tired and that's about mm-hmm. it really. Well, but then like Teal walks up to O'Neill in the, in the, in the gate room 
And I swear to God, the way he walked up to him, I was like, he's coming in for a hug. What's up? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. But he didn't. He oh, just well, said, yeah. what do you say? He just said something. He, he was sorry he couldn't help him because that was oh, why right. they went. Right. That's right. I'm sorry that we didn't find out. And then he just walks away. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he he's like, he, he's not going, he's not going to give me a response and I'm not right. hugging this like nine, 90 percenter over here. <laughs> weird. It's weird now. Oh, that's what you meant by 10 percenters. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, I don't know what that means. Uh, it was really good though. It was really funny. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's not a deep dive into like current political climate. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> You know, I thought it was. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so then um, Jack has said before that he needs to go through the Stargate. Yeah, yeah. That's one and of then, the things he seems yeah. exasperated about, but he doesn't know where he wants to go. Right. But he has hooked up his, you know, seventh grade science project. He has hooked it up to the main power source. And, um, he has taken control of the gate and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like at this point, no, 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 no. They have no responsible control over this gate. They have no responsible control. They can't close the iris, which were dicks for having an iris anyway. And I just am like, should they even be, should this, should Stargate command even, SGC? yeah, even mm, one, two, three, like, I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, it seems like, yeah, like he, he built something in when he was coding because like, it starts like uh, dialing for a gate, one of the new gates. Which is, I'm sad. I'm a bit sad for glasses that of all the seasons to not be in. He's not in season two. Yeah, because he would have he figured it out. This is because this is amazing. This is quite, quite an episode to be on. There's eight, there's eight chevrons and sexy eight, man. Eight. Sexy face has to say it. Just be like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it, yeah, it's it's drawing it's drawing more power than usual, and and that was what Jack's machine was for to give everything a bit of extra power. Like, like it seems like he has some sort of like crazy plan that he doesn't know about himself happening here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's beautiful. The wormhole it starts up. The wormhole is going outside of the galaxy, different yeah. area, different area code. I know. I like how. Hammond is so stupid that that's how Carter explains it to him. I mean, it's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Is it necessary? Or should, well. be, should it be necessary for the general in charge of, shouldn't the general in charge of the Stargate also have a science background? Um, probs, probs um, in the real oh, warrior maybe, world. Maybe, yes, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I had a question too. Mm-hmm. So how can there be a Chevron eight encoded when I feel like on the Stargate, as he says, chevrons are encoding. They light up around the Stargate. So there's physically only seven. Is there an eighth eighth light that they're just like, I guess that one doesn't do anything. Well, it actually it was weird because it actually worked differently. Like they don't lock like I and I noticed this in okay, any other time, me. the the chevrons get locked onto mm-hmm. stuff and there's seven of them. But in this episode, what happens is the chevrons come down on something, but then they come back up. And wow. the and the symbol lights up, but the chevron doesn't stay locked onto it. And I and okay. I, I was like, oh, does that happen every time? Because I always, at least in the, I know in the movie that they lock in place and then twirl around with the thing. So 
but I was like, okay, well, it's probably some, the new, whatever coding O'Neill put in there. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for noticing that. I was like, wait, what? That's bullshit. But okay. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm good with it. Well, yeah. And so O'Neill comes in and he, and he, he wants to go through the gate wherever it's mm-hmm. dialed in. He, he, and Hammond is like, no, you can't do that. But, How about the guy who pulls a gun on him at point blank, the airman who just whips out a pistol and at chest height, like stick him up. They're like, I don't know, man, they got no protocol. They got no protocol for anything. Well, it's always something new. It's I mean, it's like, mostly whatever. usually a virus. It's not a virus, but for the well, most, it's also like, it's all the decisions being made or ha- being made on the fly. And I'm just like, you know, who's not quick on his feet, daddy. No, no, it's not. So he just has to listen to what the rest of the team says. He's like, oh, okay. And Daniel's like, I think you should let him go. And he's like, um, okay. <laughs> so he lets him go, but, but there's a catch. Mm. They won't give him a, a, a remote with a gate code. Well, it could, yeah, it, it could be a security risk. I call bullshit. <laughs> This is, this is as bullshit as the 24 hour clock that they used in like the first several episodes. This is garbage because they go to a lot of places. We're having that remote. I mean, they're all security risks, right? They're all security risks and some of them more than others. And certainly more than this, like, are you going to start making those like one-way missions? <laughs> like you're going to burn through a lot of personnel, but the you're going to lose a lot of key fobs man yeah (laughs) you're not not. that's what he's doing he's saving them up he's like Mm -hmm. he's like listen listen the pentagon will give me an endless supply of human beings but i'm only allowed eight key fobs yeah yeah, i gotta pay for them after that yeah so i don't know well well tilk wants to go with them but daniel's like he has to do this alone oh i know that was an annoying moment i was like how the fuck do you know daniel you don't know he doesn't know. That was a dumb thing. <laughs> anyway, so O'Neill goes through the gate and boy, howdy did that gate spit him out on the other side. He walked through normal and that gate just like chucked him out on into on the hard stairs. Yeah. No, he's gone gone a long ways. And right. they lose him at the base. They're like, oh, he disappeared. We can't track him anymore. It's too far. No, away. so and your first thought was Mency's Men- anus, and mine was. And the Asgard lurves some sloppy red interior stuck interior stucco. <laughs> sloppy red interior stucco. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, he, he, yeah, he spits out, he comes into the stucco room and mm-hmm. immediately he sees some gray, some gray aliens. Yeah. And they are all from the American South. Because oh. it is nothing but backhanded compliments for the next five minutes. <laughs> like, oh, we didn't think, wow, what an accomplishment. We didn't think you would be capable we of that. We didn't this. think you'd be capable of that. You're, you're, you show some potential. <laughs> you're like getting close to being someone we'd fuck with, but. No, no. The first thing I thought was, because there's two that come up and really start talking to him. And I, they were like the version, they were like O'Neill and Jackson, the gray version, because there's one, there's one that's like, what's going on here? Like, Who is this guy? And there's one that's like, it was like, I, be- I believe he's saying he needs help. You know? Yeah, you're right. 
And then they were like, when they were like, oh no, we, we know he was like, you know, a lot about us. And he was like, oh, we, they're like, we've been studying you for a long time. I'm like, where's the anal probe for uh, MacGyver over here? Yeah. Yeah, also yeah, yeah. all of the, as somebody who's worked with a lot of people who are in florid psychotic states, like all, I just, all the schizophrenics watching who are not taking meds and getting treatment are just like a C. And I'm sorry, I said schizophrenics. People with acute schizophrenia who are kind of on an edge is what I meant. Because like it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to manage, it's hard to live with. But also and also the alien situation is a very common delusion when you get into a psychotic state. Mm that in the CIA. Well, and that was like a whole thing. Well, and that was like big uh, at the, at that time in the late nineties. Yeah. Cause even yeah. O'Neill brings it up later. Cause he's, he, cause he's sort of like, so, uh, what else, what next, what, what do you got planned for me fellas? You know, it's like, it's like, you know, he, he's, he's, he's sort of in on the, on the, on the joke, you know, it's like he watched communion once, you know, <laughs> he watched fire in the sky and he was like, I have to go. No, I was I was really into that stuff when I was a teenager. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. Like everybody was into it, like a hot minute. But yeah, but we but we do we learn a shit ton. Like they're the mm-hmm. Asgards, obviously. We'd already known that they're in the galaxy of mm-hmm. Ida. Oh, so there was also this whole thing that about like the ancients, and then mm-hmm. Daniel like picked up on the idea that like these this ancient race was the one that built the gates. Um, and they confirm it. They confirm it all. They're like, yes, the ancients, they built the gates, but they left the Milky Way a long time ago. Oh, and they're also like, that wasn't for you. Like, oh, we noticed that you got this information. Yeah, it wasn't for you. So we'll just take it back. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They scan, they scan him with an encrusted gem on his palm and basically yeah. it's, it's help, help O'Neill. To, they just suck all the, that shit back. And he, he comes back. He's back to life. He's back to normal. Yeah. And they contextualize the title of the show of this episode with oh, yeah. the, it's a, it's a, it's an alliance of five races that are the Asgard, the Knox, the Furling. Yeah. Which I just want to tell you. <gasps> I still haven't heard of. Oh no! And the ancient big spoiler. Oh. And the humans are well. Remember that I have a shit memory, but I'm just like, what's the furlings? They sound oh, like furbies. Oh no! I always wanted a furby. I really wanted. I was too old about for them. Um, and then the, the humans have made great steps toward becoming the fifth race. Yes. Yeah. 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 In the alliance, and I'm like, fuck you. You know what? Just align with them. <laughs> Like you guys are both fighting that you don't seem to understand how wartime alliances work. Well, and O'Neill and O'Neill didn't really bring that up. Like he, he like I thought he would because he he does his best diplomatizing, you know, because yeah. he, he is he's the first human out of the galaxy yeah. and he's, he's doing his best. You know, he's actually pretty good at it under pressure. He's better than this. Maybe it's because his brain is a little tweaked from having all that oh, extra yeah, yeah. information info dump in there. But he gets a handshake. He gets a handshake from him. You know, they, they, there's a yeah. little informal thing going on here. We've been allies with like fucking everybody. It just depends on what war it is. So I don't <laughs> understand why they're like, you guys have to do a little growing up and then call me. He's not your boyfriend. Calm down. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's cool. Well, yeah. So, so it's, it's the Asgard, uh, which is them, the Knox, which I'm like, 
but it's pretty it seemed like the Nox pretty much checked out at this point like they're just chilling in the forest right they're like we're we're going hippie we're not we're not with right this anymore like are they part of an alliance because they seem like more like switzerland they're yeah they seem pretty fucking neutral but i guess not. yeah the furlings which i guess we never hear about i was i was hoping and the and the ancients which... i'm wrong but i was just like furlings <laughs> Now is this his name was Mr. Fur. What was Don Knotts' name on Three's Company? Mr. Farley or Mr. I Furley? Mr. Furley. No. So it was like Furling. It's so the Asgard, the Knox, the Ancient, and Don Knotts. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Don Knotts was very funny. So uh, all right. Well, so yeah, well, that's happening at the base. They're having a hell of a time not being able to accomplish anything. <laughs> they're just sitting around and then suddenly they don't have control. That's over pretty, anything pretty much it and i'm just like yeah of course and then as per like per the huge daddy is like captain get back control of my system and how why is it always her i would think they would have like a nerd who doesn't go anywhere they've shown like a, several of them yeah but they're none of them are as good as captain carter no so she's she's on point there and she's what's funny is so she is like i'm trying i can't do shit and O'Neill gets spit back through the gate and everything goes back to normal. And Hammond looks at her and goes, good work, captain. And she says, thank you. Oh, and yeah. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's pretty smooth of her. Cause I would have been like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> she just kind of hesitates. She's like, Oh, thank you. I hope I get a promotion. That's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He comes through and uh, he doesn't, he doesn't have any of the knowledge that he had before. So all of that very, convenient and easily use usable knowledge is gone yeah good thing they recorded some of it yeah and then and then he, then he, he was like you know that meaning of life stuff daniel oh fuck i think we're gonna be it. all right like, that doesn't he... tell me the meaning of life no he, he met the he met some gray aliens who were just sort of like eh. <laughs> and i was like wait wait what the fuck is the meaning of life? Like, <laughs> you don't just say like meaning of life. I got it figured out. Ha ha ha. Bye. See you later, suckers. Well, he seems, I mean, I'm mean, good for Jack though. He, 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 he seems very like, he seems very content and happy, you know, like the, the horizon is limitless at this point. He's like, sure, sure. But he didn't work for that. It's just, happened. no, no, no. He, he took the Mency shortcut. Yeah. So. I'm just annoyed that that's that's the end of the show. That that is the end of this episode. Yes. <laughs> hey, Tori. Yeah. I th- I feel like I may have gleaned the answer, but were you comforted by this episode? Oh well, ultimately yes. Oh okay. Ultimately yes. It was hard to watch MacGyver say nothing the whole episode. <laughs> that was it, it was difficult, but uh, but meeting the Asgard was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, I, I, very I really, Roswell. It took it. Yeah. It took me back to like when I was like 15, you know, and I imagine mm-hmm. in 98, uh, when I was slightly older than that, uh, I would have loved it. Like I would have been like, yeah, th- this is it right here. I would have loved that shit. Mm-hmm. I had no ideas. Great. I, I didn't know at all until we watched that one Thor's chariot episode. So mm-hmm. I was like, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so yeah, ultimately, and the Mensis, uh, uh, anus was sweet. So, uh, what about you, Sarah? Were you comforted? 
So I feel like I should have been comforted. I feel like it was a objectively good episode. Like it was kind of like a, like almost like a movie. Um, but I'm just so mad for two reasons. One, they're using chalkboards, which ah. I amazingly like can't even think about a chalkboard without being like physically extremely tense and upset. <laughs> and this is in a time where there are many, many whiteboards. Like in 1998, I was in fucking college. Okay. A lot of the rooms had whiteboards, like a lot of the classrooms in my high school had whiteboards. So that's annoying, but mostly, mostly, mostly why the fuck bring up the meaning of life? If you don't have anything to say about it, (laughs) I would have been comforted chalkboard aside. Damn. Oh, they were almost there. They almost had you. Why make me even think about the meaning of life? I'm watching Stargate. Um, all Uh, right. All right. Cool. Cool. Hey, Tori. Yeah. When you were watching the episode, was there somebody who you're like, fuck yeah, I'd love to be that character. Someone you were like, ew, I'm glad I'm not that character. And somebody you're like, I guess like I could see myself being that character. Meh. Hmm." Oh God. I have a feeling you're not going to like my answers. Oh, because this this was exciting. uh, This was probably the most difficult episode for me. But yeah, my, my yeah is Daniel. I knew that it was as soon as you said, I wouldn't like it. You were like, but no, but, the, but there's several reasons. Cause he had a great time this episode. One mm, he, he got to be the coolest person in the room for once mm-hmm. in one scene Two, uh, he did, he did his like work. He was doing his thing mm-hmm. and it was important. And, and, and on, on top of that, critical three, mission, critical. Yeah. And three, he got to hang, he, he, he was required to hang out with his, with his best friend, Jack. And his codependency was strategic this time around. Right. And he got to finally, after episodes, like finally one up Teal'c by being his best, best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like and he I'm loved his best, that. best friend. So yeah. you have to go on the mission. Yeah. Uh, and my, and my neh, uh, is Carter. Because uh, she, well, she gets a nasty nose burn for one. Same. She was in a hot place and I could feel it myself. Same. And she got literally, she was not able to really be of any help to anybody this episode, like in any capacity. Like she tried and I bet that irks her so badly. And oh, so that wasn't very fun. So I That's might, that, she's my net. She's my net as well, just oh, so we don't have oh, to go snap. over it again. All the same reasons. Oh, so. oh okay. Uh, yeah. And my met is Dr. Frazier. Oh, my God. Mine, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you give your reasons. I said because she's bad at science, but she still gets respected at work. <laughs> <laughs> What's your reason? Oh, well, I just that, that she had to be the mouthpiece for the 10% trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that was basically it. I was like, ah, yeah, that's lame. But yeah, all the things you brought up, yeah, is also mm-hmm. yeah, making it even more meh for me. You you know what I realized? You made a good argument for Daniel being the yeah, but like, I realized it made me realize I don't even consider him when I'm thinking of my yeah. Oh, I don't even consider him. Mm. Mine is Sergeant Siler. Cause it's a real step up for having his, like having lines. Wait, which one is Siler? Siler. Oh, Sergeant Siler's the one who has to go down. He's been in another episode too. 
but this is like where he starts like really being established as maybe he's going to be in the background in a whole bunch of episodes. Oh, so okay. he has to go down to the basement or whatever, which is weird because it's all basement, <laughs> but it's just like layers of basement. But he has to go down to the basement basement and like try to disconnect MacGyver's MacGyvered phone home power source. Okay. Okay. And he makes a phone call like, and he's called, he's, he's name checked by daddy and he, um, calls him up and says, Hey, this power source is dead. And I thought this is a real step up for that guy. Oh, that great. No, yeah. that's cool. But I, I, I think arguably Daniel's a better choice. It just doesn't <laughs> even occur to me to pick him. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe also Daniel. Instead. He didn't have to go to the hot planet. That's true. Yep. He got to <laughs> he got stay to stick that one out. He got to be an inside kid and stay home with his books. Yeah. That sounds great awesome. Couple days for him. Yeah. I think you're <laughs> right about Daniel. Like sign me up. We're all the same across the board. <laughs> awesome. All right. Awesome. Cool. What do we have for next week? Okay. So Next week, we are going to be watching. Oh, and you know what? We're in 1999. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, We're all the way to 1999 when this is filmed. Episode, um, season two, episode 16, A Matter of Time. SG-10 are on a planet when one of the binary stars becomes a black hole. They try to escape by dialing Earth, but fail to get back. The SGC sends a probe and sees the black hole, but then they find they cannot disengage the wormhole and the gravitational effects are starting to affect earth. Okay. Oh, Oh, okay. They use the wrong, they use the same effect and those oh. are two different, <laughs> two different effects. You know what? That, a hard, that's one a that's hard. One. For, uh, yeah, that's hard for me to keep in my mind mm-hmm. for some reason as well. It is, but here it, is obvious to me so okay cool cool all right i like that i like it hey come try a oh oh yeah uh hey come try everybody hey come try we still have failed to do any steps towards monetizing this podcast so come try a fever trees new tonic it's called aromatic and it's got the bitters right in it so you're having essentially you're having a saint charles which was the actual cocktail that was a precursor to the gin and tonic Mm. but fancier Mm. enjoy uh come come try a dragon deep tissue salve made by nano emulsified cannabinoids oh wait no that's just what it is Ooh, wait they tiger bomb makes cbd stuff Godion? Oh, oh uh, made by the Odeon company. CBD Tiger Tiger Balm. Uh oh, you say you say the L in both Sav and Bomb. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's it's a deliberate choice. <laughs> <laughs> I also like um THC and CBD rubs i think i think this is a cbd only one because they asked me and i was like give me just the cbd one well i'm not sure if you can even absorb thc that way because the last time i read about it they're like we don't know oh 
Yeah, it's all experimentation. But if anybody does know, let us know. And you know how you can do that. You can email the vertical watering hole at gmail.com or you can give us a call at 425-610-6554 and let me know if you think THC can be absorbed through your fucking skin. You know, I, I, I feel, I feel uh, confident in thinking that at least a few of our listeners Mm -hmm. might know the answer to that question, or at the very least ingest THC in in whatever form (laughs) is possible and possibly through a salve. (laughs) Since you stuck around through our fake sponsorships, it could someday be real. You get to hear what we call get to know your host. Tori. Yeah. What's the best thing you learned from your mother? We are. You just answered that. Did I? Salve. (laughs) Yeah. How to salve up, baby. Yeah. The best thing I learned from my mother was swears. Bad words. Oh, is she, (laughs) is she a repository of such things? I don't recall. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Really? She might've been on her like fake mom behavior well yeah not not that i i I didn't get the i didn't get the impression that like that's something that like she doesn't do just that she was just you know in a chill mood so when i was a kid she would say i can't get a parrot because it would repeat everything i actually say meanwhile she had human children who also repeat everything you say but whatever (laughs) no uh i mean one thing i learned from my mother is uh uh she definitely instilled in me uh you have a meal, try to make it a complete meal. Well, no, I, you know, and I think about it like, you know, the last couple of years later in life, look, look, you know, hindsight, whatever. It's like, even when my mom was like super busy, cause she had a full-time job and all that kind of stuff, a demanding mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, but, and she was, she, everyone cooked. wants to know, what did she do? What did she do? Oh, uh, retail. Like she, worked, okay. she yeah, worked that's at like Albertsons and things oh, like shit. that. Yeah. Okay. But, and she was the cook of the household. My dad didn't ever do that ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he, w- whatever meal we had, you know, always had like, always had like a meat, all the things, veg, fruit, you know, Church. it was like a very particular thing. Like she always made sure to have all of that there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I did learn, like, I just, we just lived with my mom and my stepfather for three months or three months, three weeks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> only three weeks i swear to god it was 50 days yeah. i swear to god it was fun but one of the things that we took away from it was that it's a good idea to if it's noon make lunch don't ask oh, i'm not quite hungry yet or i'll just eat like three pieces of cheese now and like 27 fucking piece of candy later it's just really good idea like, like just to like to regular. do it, like just, just eat on a regular schedule. Oh yeah. 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 That's cool. Neither, neither, uh, neither me, nor, you know, nor my husband feel hungry regularly. We just get sort of cranky. Mm. <laughs> we don't get like, we don't get like growling, growling, growling tummies. Mm. We just get like, I don't know. What and then we're like, oh, maybe we're hungry. What's, yeah, what's going on with this? Yeah. Have we, <laughs> did we eat today? Well, I, we had, I had a cracker at breakfast. 
Yeah, exactly. And like, I had, I don't know. I had coffee, I had oat milk in it. I usually like <laughs> accuse him of being hungry before I realize that I I'm hungry. I'm like, you're hungry. It's like a, totally an accusation. Like you need, you need to change your attitude because <laughs> you're hungry. <laughs> you just change the wording is that you need to have some soup. Yeah. Some soup. Everybody knows soup notoriously filling. <laughs> <laughs> that's true it'd be super dope if you're listening if you would go to whatever podcatcher you're listening to and give us five stars and even go to ones you're not listening on and give us five stars that would be amazing especially if your code name is duchess and you oh, yeah. listen and for some reason we're not seeing that five-star review <laughs> <laughs> but also thanks for listening because none of our other friends listen <laughs> Except for if your name is Mr. Glark. Also, where's that five-star review? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and, uh, yeah, and check out our website, thesevensymbol.com as well. It's full of four alien languages that you get to translate. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus English, which is the yeah, fifth one. Yeah, that, there's that too. Because American is the fifth race in this episode. <laughs> um. All right, folks. Well, yeah. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us at the vertical watering hole, and I guess we'll uh, we'll hear from us next week. Yeah. Uh, p- peace out. Holy Hannah. Holy Hannah. I knew it was something. Fuck, I could not remember. I was gonna say Cooley High Harmony. H H. Holy Hannah. <laughs> <laughs>